Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. <laughs> That's it. Are you there? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I blanked. I had a couple different thoughts going through my mind, and I decided not to say any of them out loud. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. So, this is going well. <laughs> this, is, this is the show you're getting this week. Yeah. Uh, no, before we started recording... We were talking about our righteous fury, and so appropriately, we're going to bring you something this week that triggers some of our righteous fury. Yeah, for sure. Which is a life choice that ABC made on purpose, (sighs) in which they hired Zach Braff to- To do anything. (laughs) To do anything, like full stop. To write, direct, and act- in the television adaptation of the podcast Startup. And the show is called Alex Inc. Yes, we watched that show. <laughs> we watched that show for you this week. And then more broadly, we wanted to just, like, talk about this idea of podcasts becoming TV shows or other spinoff content. Because... While Alex Inc. is the only show I'm aware of at this moment, it's not the only time this has come up recently. No, there's more. There, yeah. I knew it. I knew I had seen Think Pieces. Yeah. But I didn't go down the rabbit hole because I was scared. We'll get there. We will. But neither of us are prepared for this conversation, so it's going to be really fun. Right. We'll be guided by the light of our righteous fury. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and the universe. <laughs> We trust in the universe and ourselves at this show. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Don't record at 10 o'clock on a Friday, folks. Yeah. It's been a time, guys. (laughs) All right, Kels, start us off. So Alex, Inc. is a show that we watched. That was, it was 30 minutes that I will never get back. That is true. That's factual. Uh. Oh, you, I can do you one better though. Cause I accidentally earlier this week listened to a half hour podcast about the making of this show. Why? It was by accident. Why? I, I went, I was listening to It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders and I just idly picked the episode that posted on Tuesday and then before I knew it, they were talking about Alex Inc. and Zach Braff was voiceovering all up in my grill. Oh, but it wasn't... It was too late to save myself. It wasn't an ABC-produced podcast about no, the no, 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 that was misleading. I got worried. That would not have happened by accident. How would that happen? Well, that's why I was concerned for you. Yeah. Pregnancy brain isn't that bad. No. For anyone. No, nothing is as bad as this show. No. That's a lie. I've seen, Nailed It is worse. Nailed It is worse. We've watched worse shows recently. Yeah. We've a lot, watched a lot of bad TV recently. But a lot of gifts at the same time. It's true. All right. Hit me. But Alex Inc., uh, the, I've never listened to Startup, <laughs> so that's not a good angle to start this conversation but i did learn what the premise of startup was from listening to it's been a minute i did not previously know it i did kind of know it i thought it was a completely different show gotcha uh so alex inc is about alex something that is not bloomberg but is bloomberg and he quits his job at a nondescript NPR-adjacent network (laughs) Uh, and decides he's going to make podcasting a thing. Mm -hmm. And he has a family and it's 
a lot of like family happy times together during this time Mm -hmm. in his life and he's kind of wayward and he uh, I don't know he goes to investors and tries to pitch but he's bad at it and he go like gets a WeWork membership and (laughs) his kid does magic Uh and that was the episode (laughs) yeah <laughs> he also drives onto a tarmac to chase down a plane. Right. To get an investor's money. Yeah. That's the grand finale. That is. Yeah. So it's all very casual. It's his romantic gesture. It's his grand romantic gesture. It's true. It was just like the most lackluster thing I've ever watched in my life. I've heard a few things about the show um, because it's also been written about extensively on Twitter this week. Mm-hmm. Many of the people who we follow have been profiling it. My favorite tweet about it this week was someone who just said Zach Braff's podcast show and then had the gif of the whoever the young kid is on Game of Thrones jumping out the window. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was very good. Mm-hmm. I, but I also feel that way anytime it's Zach Braff. Yeah. Are you going to unpack your feelings there? Because you have more than I do. It's very complicated. So back in the day when I was a young teenage girl, I was fairly into Scrubs for like a, a brief period. It was probably about like a year or so. Um, I gave up after season six, like right around the musical episode, which in fairness, that's typically when shows fall apart. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, like, the early seasons were really fun for me, and I enjoyed them, and briefly had a thing for Zach Braff during that time. Because Were you was... also, like, a Garden State person? I was not. Okay. That was not the Zach Braff brand that I was into. Okay. Which is of note, because I was into indie shit. Yeah, that's why I asked. But not his indie shit, because his okay. indie shit was bullshit. Yes. So I, I've actually never even seen Garden State. Wow. I just knew from the soundtrack, because the soundtrack was fucking everywhere, that it was not for me. It's not for many people. (laughs) Not for general consumption. Yeah. And really, the only thing that I liked about JD, his character in Scrubs, is that he was, like, goofy. Which, like, you know, teenage girls and goofy dudes, it's like a trope. Or it's like your type. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're only unpacking so far. <laughs> Did he wear turtlenecks on Scrubs? <laughs> I don't actually know. I don't think so. Dr. Cox often did, and it was not a good look. Okay, so only certain men can wear turtlenecks. Yes. I thought that was a given. I just have a lot to learn about your feelings about turtlenecks. <laughs> Evergreen content. Yeah, always. <laughs> God. Um, but the charm of his, like, particular brand of doofiness, like, wore off very quickly. Mm. Especially because, as is often the way with sitcoms, it started off, like, understated and, or not understated, but, like, used pointedly. Yeah. And then there would be times where he could, like, serious up and, like do the thing and be a real human being. And that's what makes it okay to do, like, outlandish, unrealistic humor. Yeah. In the spirit of, like, The Good Place and Parks and Rec and other Mike Schur shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But then over time, they just sort of dropped the part that makes it work and cashed all in on JD being ridiculous, and it resulted in scenes like... Or actually an entire episode where he has, like, a diary with a unicorn on it. Oh? And it's, like, a running joke for the whole episode. And it's just, like, very dumb and stupid. Yeah. So, once that phase died, it, like, crashed and burned. And then I was forever done with Zach Braff. Everyone has to get to that place on their own time. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) We all come to that on our own terms. And then... So then I kind of forgot about Zach Braff for a long time, and then it was either in college or shortly thereafter, but, like, into the beginnings of my adulthood, 
I decided to do a rewatch of Scrubs. And hot damn, that show does not hold up. No? Not even the littlest bit. I think I've tried to watch it once, and I was I couldn't do it. I still like parts of seasons one through three. Yeah. Uh, there's still some really good storytelling that happens in there, but, like, it's episodes. It's not the whole thing. But there's just a lot. It's sort of like watching The Office, but worse somehow. There's just mm-hmm. a lot of problematic shit where it's like, why did we let this happen? It was the mid-2000s, not the Dark Ages. It was a different time. But, like, not that different. But retrospectively, it was. <laughs> retrospectively. Retrospectively. <laughs> I just, I appreciate how you, like, plowed through. I really did. <laughs> you, like, you felt it coming and you were like, fuck it, that's just what I'm going to say now. <laughs> This is who I am now. <laughs> oh, lordy. So. Retrospectively. <laughs> Retrospectively. <laughs> the mid-2000s were fucked. <laughs> God. I mean, I remember laughing at jokes on The Office in the mid-2000s that I watch now and I'm like, I don't know if I can. Oh, for sure. I've had that experience, too. And I think if most people are being honest with themselves, we've all been there, right? Yeah. I watched a lot of problematic content during that time that I thought was hilarious that I watch now and am horrified by. In in retrospect? <laughs> in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> so I also knew from listening to this episode of It's Been a Minute that uh, one of the primary writers on the show is an old Scrubs writer. Yep. So I figured between Zach Braff and this guy, we would get some callbacks in some form or another. Did you? They're not direct. It's not like, this is a Scrubs reference. But they definitely fall back on some very Scrubs-style humor. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll get to it. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But I spent most of the episode just counting the gags, the Scrubs gags. Yeah, the things that reminded me of Scrubs, because there wasn't anything else to watch. It was, that's my problem. It was just so, like, blah. Well, they spoon-feed everything to you. It was, and, like, the conflict wasn't real, and the stakes weren't real, and the dialogue was very not real. Well, so we know, we know from the way the show sets it up. That his business is going to be successful. Yeah. That's the only reason we're following this guy's journey. And so that already is like, okay, so what am I watching for? Yeah. But then, like, so he quits his job, and he takes his wife out to dinner to tell her that he's quit his job. And she's like, oh, how will we support our children? (laughs) And he's like... I'm going to change the world. And she goes, aww. I'm such a softie for change the world, Alex. Literally, that's the line. Like, what? No, I'm a softie for pays the bills, Alex. <laughs> yes. I'm a softie for is ready to budget shit in YNAB, Alex. I'm like a little sad, too, because I feel like this that actress did a good job on The Good Place and doesn't deserve this. Oh, I agree. I think I wrote in all caps, she can do better. And at the time, I honestly wasn't sure if I was talking about the actress or the character. Yeah, it could go either way. Really, I think it applies to both. I also, like, want to be clear that I don't think this is Alex's, Alex Bloomberg's fault. No, 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 no. <clears throat> he seems fine. We've spent a lot of time with him on Yes, Yes, No. Yeah. He seems fine. Well, and they talked about it pretty openly, um, because he and Zach Braff were both interviewed on this episode of It's Been a Minute. Oh, God. I feel very proud of myself that I accidentally did background research. Do you feel, like, really cool that you listened to It's Been a Minute, too? You know, I've only listened to two episodes, and I've referenced it, like, a hundred (laughs) times. 
I feel like all the cool kids listen to It's Been a Minute, and I don't. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not cool enough for Sam Sanders. <laughs> I will say that I like Sam Sanders a lot, and I particularly like him on Pop Culture Happy Hour. I'm not sold on this show yet. Hmm, interesting. Which is nothing against Sam Sanders. I just don't know if it's for me. It's not Roundtable? It's not Roundtable. I mean, I know your catchphrase. Give me Roundtable or give me death. Right. <laughs> <laughs> In case you've ever wondered why this podcast has no structure. <laughs> In case you've wondered why we never will have interview guests. <laughs> they better be fucking ready for a freewheeling conversation or they better get the fuck out. Right. So Alex Bloomberg was on and he like says outright that the show is very loosely based on his life. It's sort of based on the concept of it as opposed to the particular story. Yeah. And there's certain moments that they pulled out, like apparently, I don't think the plane part, but um, the pitch to that investor guy is essentially how it went for Alex and that guy did end up investing in him. Yeah. So they pull out like particular moments that actually happened because they were like interesting moments that I don't think you could make up on your own. But yeah. otherwise, like, the particulars of the character's life are not the same as the particulars of Alex's life. So we're not going to see, like, his father-in-law's computer get hacked by Uber? <laughs> they might be able to structure an episode out of that. <laughs> There's a very specific type of person who will pick up what I'm putting down. It's true. And if you're I'm out there... I'm really happy for them. Please add us. Yeah, please. Because we should probably be friends. Mm-hmm. Also, if you don't listen to Reply All, it's part of Alex Bloomberg's umbrella. Yes. It's great. And that's where we hang out with him. <laughs> that is where we hang out with him. That's why we're besties. Oh, yeah. Also, if you're not listening to Reply All, then you clearly did not go back and listen to the episode that we mm-hmm. did dedicated just to our favorite podcasts. Right. So I feel like you don't even respect us as artists. <laughs> So go do that first, and then subscribe to all of them. (laughs) And then tell them that we sent you there, so we'll cross-promote. It'll be great. It'll be great. And then we'll have even more friends than we already do. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, shameless plug is over. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about our potential Twitter friendship with other podcasters is way more interesting than talking about this show. It's so bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Basically, my takeaways were, like, whoever wrote this TV marriage has obviously never been in a relationship. He's a terrible father whose child is smarter and better at life than him. They seem to think it's endearing. It's, you know, guys, sure, magic is nerdy. But if your middle school kid is into magic and wants to do it at the talent show, maybe don't tell him that he shouldn't because he's going to get his ass kicked. Yeah. Maybe that's not the message you send as a parent. Like, he's not Joe Bluth level yet, so it's okay. No. Like, he's not asking you to buy him the Aztec tomb. No. It'll be okay. It's a perfectly appropriate hobby. Yeah. Also, I couldn't... So there were two different things about his like allergy to his son doing magic that really just got me so the first one is like the irony of him telling his kid that he should fly under the radar and like not be himself and not make bold choices the day after he has just spontaneously quit his job to start his own company yeah and has had this like failed pitch to an investor yeah like how's that going for you buddy Mm mm-hmm The other thing, though, is that one of the ads that I got, um, I was streaming from the ABC website, but one of the ads that I got was for a show in which a magician ends up working for the FBI to solve crimes. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this on one of our, like, TV previews. Yeah. So, you know... ABC, pick your lane and stay in it. I want that to be a bumper sticker. (laughs) I couldn't really do two. It feels so appropriate on so many different levels. Every level. (laughs) 
I was just like, this is a choice. This is a choice. And he's not like kind about it. He's kind of a giant dick. And then his kid comes around at the end and like wins the talent show and is like the big hero. And he walks up to him and he's like, uh, you didn't tell me that that's what you were going to do. You said you were going to fly under the radar. And the kid's like, yeah, I thought you blah, blah, blah. And so I did the thing. And he's like, that was really brave. Like, that is, you are not good at this. It's so painful. And I can't tell even if it's like, is it the acting? Is it the writing? Yes. Like, it's yes. definitely the writing. Yes. But the writing makes it worse somehow because it's so heavy handed. Yeah, they literally spoon feed all of it to you. There is no room for you as the audience to develop a read. He's like talking to his wife and he's like, I definitely like won't spend the 401k. And she's like, I wouldn't have thought of the 401k unless you told me about it. And then the next scene, he's like, well, I guess I need more money thinking about that 401k. It's like, okay, you don't need to say it 17 times. Yep. I'm not stupid. Well, and then she finds out about the 401k and she's like, it's not even about the 401k. It's that you lied to me and I'm supposed to be your best friend. It's like, yeah, but also it's about the 401k. It's definitely about the 401k. And it's okay for that to be true. It is. And also, like, I don't have 10k in my 401k, but if that's gonna screw you over and you're 40. Yep. Like, maybe save more. It's, I don't know. It just seems like nonsense. This whole show is nonsense. It's all nonsense. For the record, I counted eight Scrubs gags, one Scrubs, and one Scrubs character archetype. I thought there was a third Scrubs thing I counted, but it was just those two. (laughs) Yeah, his, like, weird office assistant who's, like, obsessively in love with him. Yeah. Could have been a character on Scrubs. No, it was very uncomfortable. That was another moment where they were like, let us hold your hand through the narrative. Because he's like, she, the wife asks who else is coming to start this company. And he says this woman's name. And she goes, isn't she in love with you? Yeah. (laughs) Before you ever meet the character. Because no need for storytelling to be subtle ever. There's also just so much voiceover, which I did count as being a Scrubs gag. Mm -hmm. Because that was, like, the entire, like, framework for Scrubs. Ew. Which might be why I have so much trouble with voiceover now. I think a lot of people do. (laughs) Yeah. It, like, came up for me during Outlander in season one while they were still, like, trying to figure out the ratio. Yeah, well, some of Outlander's voiceover is a little obnoxious. I've mostly made my peace with it. Most of the time, it's fine. Yeah. This, however, was not that. Nope. The thing that, like, made me want to vomit immediately was how it opened. (laughs) With just some sort of investor saying names of successful tech companies. Yep. And he's like... Facebook, Instagram, Uber, Pinterest. I invested in all of them. Why should I invest in your podcast company? And I was like, I get it, and I hate it. And then they, like, zoom in on his face and pause, and you can practically hear, like, the tire screeching noise. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm Alex, and I decided to quit my job, start a podcasting company, how did I get here? Yes. The other thing that super threw me is that his cousin, friend, unclear? Cousin. Cousin. So I'm not fully up to speed on The Sopranos. And we watched like two seasons maybe a season and a half like last summer mm-hmm. so it feels recent to me it's not recent not but at it all. feels recent and so his cousin is like 20 on the sopranos oh that's wild and i had this like 
shocking, horrifying moment of like, I think I know that guy. <laughs> I'm like, why does he have gray hair? Why is he old? He's so old. I didn't know what to do. And that it's, yeah, it was a lot. That's super funny. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that show feels like a time warp, and it also feels like it could just be a nostalgia piece. So then I'm like, <laughs> no, that was made a long time ago. You gotta get past it. Yep. <laughs> But it was jarring for me. All of television is a time warp at this point, though. That's true. So, if we were to get a TV show... Yeah? What would that be like? Would it be about me sitting in my closet? (laughs) I feel like we'd have to have, like, one episode that's just the origin story of the closet. Well, the thing about this show is, like, they're not retelling, as far as I'm aware, the story of the podcast. They're retelling the story that the podcast tells. Yes, that's correct. Which is not the same as, like, our story of the podcast would be, like, literally us sitting in the closet or sitting on your living room floor in Pillow Fort. <laughs> Because we don't have a story to tell, really, I guess. I guess. Well, so this, I feel like this starts to, like, bridge us over into part two of this conversation, which is the idea of adapting podcasts into, like, other content for entertainment and storytelling purposes. Yeah. But, like, I, I guess my, like, primary question is why. There are plenty of other things to tell stories about other than having to do the, like, true life of how this podcast came to be (laughs) unless it's just like people are so desperate to find some way to frame a person's life story that this is the only thing they could think of i think it's more like a grasping at trends thing yeah that they're like the millennials like the podcasts how can i a broadcast network attract the millennials but you still have to have, like, a, a backbone to that, right? So, like, like as, as you're saying, is the point, like, telling the story of the podcast? Or is the point, like, yeah, are we doing episodes about us making the podcast? Or are we doing episodes that are the television adaptation of every episode we've ever recorded? You know? <laughs> I'm like, trying to think of what that is. And it's like, Kelsey is on our couch watching Outlander. <laughs> Kelsey's crying about Outlander. Kelsey's angry about Outlander. Kelsey doesn't like Jamie's haircut in this episode. Hey, I think that episode would be compelling as hell. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> Who knows? There could be a dystopian future someday where we all have the feed in our brain and we all have television content piped directly into our brains that was designed with our brain waves to be made specifically for each of us as individuals. You don't know. I so regret anyone ever giving you that book. <laughs> it comes up so often. All the time. It really does. I read it in high school and I it might have informed too much of my worldview. Too, too much. <laughs> The day that Google Glass came out, though, I lost my damn mind because in feed, that's the first generation of the feed. All right. All right. (laughs) It's not even that far flung anymore, guys. It's 2018. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't know how you opened this door, but here we are. Anyway, <laughs> I'm steer you back. Uh, what do you think our podcast TV show would be about? So I think it would be a half hour sitcom, and it would be closer to a workplace comedy, where this show wants to be a workplace comedy, but is actually a family comedy. Yeah, ours would be adjacent to a workplace comedy, except for hobbies. Tell me more. <laughs> The set in a Michaels? <laughs> we could have a knitting episode. I'm on board. It would also only be a 13 episode season. Yeah, for which sure. Which is not a common order. 
for a half hour sitcom, but that's all we would do. Yeah. So, so like it would have the trademarks of a workplace comedy, except this happens to not be our job. Mm-hmm. So if you could distill a workplace comedy into two people hanging out in their basements or closets, as it were. So it'd be like when How I Met Your Mother goes to the bar after work, except yes. we'd just go to our closets. Except we'd podcast. Right. So there would be an episode about your Wi-Fi problems. Mm-hmm. All the episodes would be thematic. So there'd be an episode about your Wi-Fi problems, <laughs> where it's just us trying to figure out remotely from two states away how to make your <laughs> Wi-Fi work. Yeah. Yeah. There would be an episode where someone lost a file out of Dropbox. There would be a full episode where I got upset because you didn't have cable. <laughs> <laughs> or because you watched TV on your laptop. There would one be or the like other. there would be like some really specific, like in-universe piece of content that is like so critical. And I would be like three weeks behind in accessing it, so we would miss our like one opportunity to get a sponsor <laughs> because I didn't have cable. Our very special episode would be Eurovision when we both had to pause, <laughs> and then we couldn't pause. <laughs> and then we could have a, another very special friendship episode about Outlander. Oh, whatever the in-universe Outlander analog is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to have an episode about our husbands. Oh, no. <laughs> We're very upset with the amount of time we spend in our basement and closet. And watching Outlander And watching general. Outlander. <laughs> and in, in, the, in the show, our husbands would be like the buddy cops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be the buddy cop story. Do you think we'd finally be able to live on the same compound? <laughs> yeah, in the show we should probably live on the same street. It would make for better comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But then we wouldn't be able to be in our closets. I mean, we have to record at like 10 o'clock at night most of the time, so... I'm, I'm sorry, even if you lived on my street, I'm not sure I'd come over to record. Wow. It's rude. I mean, I love you, but I'm in my slippers. <laughs> so am I. When you live next door, you can wear your slippers outside. Not us. Slippers are not outdoor shoes. The bean ones have, like, soles on them. Even so, if you wear them outside, you can no longer put your shoes up on the couch. I can in my house. Well, your house is a death trap of environmental pollutants. Of... <laughs> This is getting personal <laughs> about my hygiene. Oh my god, there would have to be an episode where we fight. Would we like fake fight like we normally do? I feel like because it's TV, we'd have to actually fight. I don't know how to do that. I don't either. It would be very funny. It would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would end in like some deep-seated friendship feeling <gasps> and then it'd be like a cuddle puddle. I just thought of a really good idea. I'm ready. We would have wine night. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It would be our origin story. That would be our origin story. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This is, of course, the night where we drank five and a half bottles of wine and then her roommate walked in at three in the morning to find us on the living room floor doing dance stretches. <laughs> That's the part I remember. At the time, we were running a moderately successful tumbler. I we... don't know what it's... <laughs> We wrote a thank you post to our followers. That's unintelligible. Oh, no. I've sent a few drunk texts in my time, but I could not even with what this post was. Thinking about that night makes me, like, have a hangover instantly. <laughs> the most joyous thing to me about it to this day 
is that we had to wake up at like six in the morning <laughs> because Kelsey had a hair appointment all the way I on did. the other side of town at seven thirty. I did, and I, I think I was supposed to have an exam either that day or the next day, or like had a paper due or something, and so. At, like, 6.30 in the morning, I'm, like, half asleep walking down the street just trying to get myself to public transit. Oh, And that's all I remember until I woke up in my bed. So bad. I was on on the tee like, dear God, give me a swift death. And you didn't get to go back to bed. I did it. I slept for the whole rest of the day. If I did that today, oh I would be like incapacitated for I would like be, seven days. I would be hospitalized. Yes. It would not happen. It's like that gift you only get when you're twenty two. Oh my god. It was it was one of our last acts before graduation and it was beautiful. We walked down to the liquor store for our, our second round because we ran out of wine. And I couldn't go there ever again after that night. <laughs> the guy, we, we thought we were just walking in there and, like, picking up wine. This would be how it would be framed in the episode. We thought we were just going in right. and getting the wine. And then we get to the register and the guy is laughing at us. And I'm like, why are you laughing? We're completely normal. And then I realized later that I actually said that out loud. You did say that <laughs> And that we were not at all completely <laughs> He'd seen us like an hour before. I know. <laughs> oh, what a mistake. Oh my god. It was hilarious. Oh. It was hilarious. There, That would be such a good episode because you wouldn't even have to adapt it. For that nope. to be good television. It would be perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect episode. I was trying to think of, like, what other podcasts I listened to would be good television. Uh-huh. And I don't know that I could come up with one. I was thinking about, like, when Pop Culture Happy Hour did their Facebook Lives and how awkward they were. Yeah, that was painful. Like, that's not the TV I want. No. You know what I'd be interested in, though? The pop culture happy hour origin story where we get the rom-com that the host always deserved. That's all I'll say on the matter. If you're out there, people who want to start this pilot, (laughs) I'm here to guide you. (laughs) Everything else I listen to is like TV recaps or like ATV. Like those wouldn't make good TV shows inherently because they're too meta. Right. I was thinking about my dad wrote a porno. (laughs) That could be really funny, but Uh also like maybe too real and might happen anyway. Right. And I don't know that you could get the same level of like horror that you get listening to it. Probably not. That podcast is really funny. I've only listened to like the first couple of this. I don't know, like 10. It's really funny. You know what's a scary thought that just came to me? What's that? Is Welcome to Night Vale gonna get a show? Ew. Is that Probably. like are we are we in a place as a culture and as a television production industry where we can we can make Night Vale a TV show? I'm kind of surprised it hasn't become one. It sounds like prime Hulu content. Right. Who would play us? Oh, I don't know. I'm not good at that game. <laughs> Me neither. If any of you out there know who would play us in the TV adaptation of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day, and my dream cast for it would be that you are played by Yale What's-Her-Face, who plays Petra. Uh-huh. And I'm played by Gina Rodriguez. I'm open to that. Can I, I also claim Sam Huon as my... <laughs> My boyfriend. (laughs) Fine, I'll take Tobias. All right, that's fair. He'll be my sloppy second. (laughs) I'm open to that. 
Oh, the other podcast that I'm aware of that's getting television content of some kind is... Pod Save America? Yeah, one of the Pod Save America shows, or Crooked Media shows, I guess. Is it Pod Save America that's getting the show itself? I thought so. On HBO. Right, that's right. And I listened to Pod Save America, and I listened to at least one other of the Crooked Media shows, but I'm, like, not 100% sure how you turn that into a TV show and have it be any different than watching CNN. Is it going to be, like, two people in an auditorium and they're just going to, like, film a live recording? It's got to be, right? Like, when they do stand-up stuff? I can't imagine any other outcome. The other thing that's hard about it is because they talk about, like, the most breaking news and Mm. the news cycle moves so fast these days... Like, if I miss an episode, I don't go back and listen to it, because if two days have gone by, whatever they talked about is, like, not in my brain anymore. Oh, yeah. So, how are you going to do that with, like, a weekly release? I don't know. And it would have to, even that would have to be on a tight turnaround. Right. Yeah, it's not like you could film a whole season. By the time you do that, like, anything could have happened. So maybe it'll be more like a late night offering? I mean, is HBO trying to pull a Hulu and start offering, like, a live option? Well, I mean, they already do Last Week Tonight. They can do, like... That's true. They can do In between. It. Yeah. That's valid. I don't know. I've never listened to Pod Save America, so I have, like, limited... The difference, I would say, between Last Week Tonight and Pod Save America is that Last Week Tonight, like, kind of talks about the news, but he, like, because he does longer stories, it's... Things that are closer to being evergreen in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing mm-hmm. newsworthy is really evergreen anymore. Yeah. But it's not like, like the Pod Save America guys will literally sit there while they're recording and have news breaking on their phones and gotcha. like, talk about it in studio. Gotcha. Like, they plan an outline for each show based on what was in the news, like, in the 24 hours leading up to recording. But if something comes up... Like, they stop everything to talk about it. Got it. So, like, if you're a week behind... Forget it, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, we could have invaded Russia by then. (laughs) Like, the aliens could have come to salvage the Earth. Right. The simulation could have ended, like... Oh, boy. You know? (laughs) There's just any number of things that could happen in a week. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, then. So what else is there if, so we've got like the bioepic podcast adaptation and the news podcast adaptation. It'll be like the fucking serial and... Oh, that's true, the true crime. Shit town and whatever else. Yeah. God, the last thing anyone on this earth has ever needed is the television adaptation of a true crime podcast. <laughs> we've already watched Make You a Murderer. Yep. I'm all set. Yep, we're good. But you know, you know the serial one will come out. Yes. Especially if this new trial thing happens. Yeah, that's true. Just now that he's been granted a new trial, it, like, opens the door for, like, an actual documentarian to, like, come in and do the thing. I'm, like, a little shocked that they didn't drop a new episode. Yeah, because she did the last time there was news about his trial, right? Like, big news, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe she's moved on as a person. People are also, like, have a lot of salty feelings about cereal. It's true. It was, like, one of those things that everyone bought into at the time and then had five minutes to think about it and was like, what did I listen to? (laughs) It's like once everyone spent too much time at Best Buy, they were like, what has happened to me? Yeah. It was compelling, I will give them that. It was. And it was fun, but it was also a little too real. <laughs> yeah, it it broke down for me when I listened to it the second time. You've listened to it twice? I did a re-listen. It was one time when I was driving back and forth from Boston and had run out of other content. Oh, uh, sure. <clears throat> so I did another listen of it because I was like, I'm going to hunt for clues I missed the first time. Nope. Nah. Nope, just regret. <laughs> Just regret. The second time you kind of realize that Sarah's a dick. Yeah, she's in too deep. Way too deep. Oh, man. The journalistic integrity was questionable. 
Ugh. I'm trying to think of, like, any other shows I listen to that would be good. I don't have my podcast phone down here, so I can't look at what I subscribe to. I just don't know. Like, I would... No. (laughs) No. I was thinking I would, like, tune in for a live, like, if I was watching a show that I hate, like Game of Thrones. Mm. Would I also tune in to Nerdette live in the moment? But I like it better when they take a second to, like, collect their thoughts. Like, I don't think I would want that live feed. Yes, agreed. Well, because there are some people who do that already. Yeah. I can't think of names of shows off the top of my head, but there are recap shows that will do live commentary. It's just not what I'm here for. No, it's not. I looked up podcasts becoming TV shows and found 17 TV shows based on podcasts. And it looks like a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them are um, shows that have interview format or do comedy. Okay. Um, Some of them are based on fiction, which fictional podcasts are a thing. I'm not into them. Yeah. But like Lore, for example, is becoming a show. So yeah, a lot of like the comedy and interview shows are becoming a thing. Yeah. Oh. I mean, like, the thing is, some... Go ahead. I was going to say My Brother, My Brother and Me became a show. I forgot oh, that. Oh, yeah. I did actually watch all six episodes of that. You did? It was my editing TV one time. Was it good? It was fine. Um, I mean, I I listen to My Brother, My Brother and Me, and, like, I'll giggle at it occasionally, but mostly I just need, like, white noise content, and they're very good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just on in the background and if I catch the occasional inappropriate joke, it like works for me. Yeah. And so the show was an interesting format in the sense that they like essentially took like a gag from a show, from an episode and turned it into a television episode. Got it. Got it. So, um, they have this running gag where they read like eBay listings for haunted dolls Mm-hmm. And they call it Haunted Doll Watch. It's very oh, no. silly. It, it's like a legit thing. People on eBay try to sell dolls that they claim are haunted. And the listings are always buck wild. So they did a whole episode of, like, Haunted Doll Watch. So they go to this, like, antique store and they try to find haunted dolls. Yep. And it's, like, silly shit like that. Got it. So it's fine. It's, like, easy watching. It's, like, pretty sticky. Yeah. I also just, like, suffer from the, like, trauma of seeing what podcasters look like in real life. <laughs> this is, like, such a hang-up for Kelsey. I just... Oh, it's on the list. Serial is on this list. Oh, no. Sorry to interrupt you. No. Why? Uh, oh, why, it's why, only why? been optioned. It's only been optioned, so it's nothing imminent. Okay. God, thousands of things get optioned every day. Yeah. That is nothing. Not worried. Okay. But yeah, I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts in my car, and once you've listened to people a few times, you're like, I have a mental image in my head of what you look like, and without fail, every time you look them up, they're like vastly different than what you pictured in mostly disappointing ways. No offense to anyone out there, I'm sure we're the same way. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's just you're never what you like build up in your mind. Right. And the most horrifying was probably when I learned that Stephen Thompson has this like long grunge hair. Yeah, Stephen Thompson of all of the podcasters is definitely the one who looked the most different than what I was expecting. He's the one who broke me. Yeah. That was definitely a turning point. So I... For Kelsey. I just... I don't know that I could get past that in television format. It's true. Well, I guess the other question is, like, which podcasts get adapted with their original hosts and which ones mm. go the route of Alex Inc. and, like, you know, bring in a cast and do a theme that's, like, adjacent to the original podcast. Hold on, I'm looking up what Alex Bloomberg looks like in real life. I feel like I've seen pictures of him before. He he sure is something. 
He's not not what I thought he would be. Oh, he looks different than I thought. He's very skinny. Yeah, he's, like, quite angular. Yeah. He wears a lot of plaid. Additionally, Night Vale has also been optioned. No. Yeah, I just don't know. So, yeah, it seems like your choices are, like, comedy interview or, um, like, true crime slash documentary. I just think there's enough TV (laughs) in this world without me having to double up on podcast and TV content. Well, I also feel like it's okay for content to remain specialized. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it's okay to... ABC, pick a lane and stay in it. Thank you. You said it best. Thank you. (laughs) Like, it's okay to just be a podcast. It's okay to just tell your story via podcast slash radio slash whatever. It's okay to just tell a story by TV. Right. Just be what you are, content. Stop trying to lie to me. That being said... I would be here for Roman Mars being the next, um, fuck me. (laughs) 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 The name is not coming to me when I need it. The guy who does, like, all the fucking nature documentaries. (laughs) What's his name? The guy with the voice. Morgan Freeman? Thank you. (laughs) This is my campaign. (laughs) It's very eloquent. I think as long as the campaign tagline remains in big print, Roman bars as the next fuck me. And then a little print, Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Now that's the bumper sticker. I couldn't remember. But am I wrong? No, not at all. Roman Mars should narrate all things for the rest of time. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I would be super into Roman Mars narrating, like, uh, automated phone menus. Mm-hmm. That would be, like, very soothing to me. You know, I was on a conference call, uh, either, was it this week or last week? It must have been last week. Time is so nebulous. Yeah. And <laughs> this conference call had hold music, which was a guy singing, like, a country song about being on hold. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it included lyrics such as, I don't know where all my friends have gone. <laughs> Like it, oh, I'm on hold. It's like you stumbled upon the actual Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> <laughs> like the people, person, paper people. Yeah. See, if the, if that, though, had been Roman Mars just monologuing about being on hold, that would have worked for me. He'd be like, the telephone was invented. <laughs> God, can you imagine like a version of Grand Designs but with Roman Mars? No, but I want it. His outerwear would be so sensible. Oh, what a dream! I would even watch Nailed It if it were hosted by Roman Mars. Yeah, he's a hero because he would like monologue about the beauty of like something. Yeah, he'd be like the architecture of this cake. <laughs> Mirrors the architecture in San Francisco. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they could do an entire TV show just about Roman Mars Oakland boner. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> Beautiful Oakland, California. Except like triple the pauses. <laughs> I've never seen anyone describe where they live so sensually. <laughs> I actually think I just want the show where Roman Mars and, um, I'm not going to remember names again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Kevin Designs. <laughs> Kevin McLeod? Thank you. It's been Jesus the longest day of my life. Oh my I'm so God. tired. I'm so disappointed in you right now. I just want the show where Roman Mars <laughs> and Kevin McLeod go head to head. I feel be... like they would be fierce enemies. I know. It'd be so fun. Because like That's Roman the Mars... only reality competition I need. Roman Mars is definitely the American Kevin McLeod. Right, but, like, think about the different challenges. It could be, like, a voiceover challenge. There could be a drone shot challenge. Yep. And, like, Kevin McLeod really has that corner The walk and dominated. talk challenge. Uh-huh. That would be beautiful. I want this so deeply. <laughs> this, this would make me happy. <laughs> so... Also, network executives, if you're out there. Yeah. We've got a full pitch package for you. Yeah. Guaranteed hit for, like, a really tiny segment. <laughs> the, the, what do you suppose, like, the demo is for the Roman Mars Kevin MacLeod show? It's, like, a small crossover, but an important one. Because the people who like architecture enough would watch both. Do you suppose it's a it's a watch listen, smaller whatever. or equivalent audience to the audience that watched Brother versus Brother with Drew and Jonathan Scott? <laughs> it's probably similar. <laughs> it might be more like who watched Brojects all two all two seasons of Brojects. Oh, you mean the show they made just for me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the show that they made with my brainwaves. Yeah. Just for me. <laughs> Everyone's going to have one. Mine, mine might be Mary Forbes' secret show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not incorrect. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Anyway, if you have an idea for a, a podcast that should be a TV show, or you think that podcasts should stay in their own lane, <laughs> you should tell us about it on Twitter, HateWatchWithUs, or send us an email to HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com. You can also listen to other podcasts on the Thought Bubble Audio Network and think about whether they should be TV shows or not. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can fancast our friends over at Beer with Geeks and our friends over at Krypton and our friends over at Supergirl TV Talk and our new friends with the new podcast coming at Metropolis TV. Uh-huh. So many podcasts for you to fan adapt. So, so many. In a world where a lot of those podcasts would have superpowers, we would not and we would be at a disadvantage. <laughs> oh my god, there's the reality show is like podcast versus podcast. Ooh. Uh-huh. Everyone would be on, like, pod track being like, well, I got 17 more downloads <laughs> in New Jersey than you. <laughs> Man. The, <laughs> the judging ceremonies at the end of the episode would be so lame. It would be like the fucking tally count at Eurovision. Oh my god, it would be. <laughs> It'd be like, We'll count the downloads at the end of the week. Oh, Guys, also, this is your PSA that Eurovision is coming. It's coming! It's happening so soon, and we're so excited! We're just, we're like a month and a week away. Yeah, we're gonna try and turn around the episode in real time for you, but yeah. we can't make any promises. No, we're gonna do it. This one we can do. I don't know what my life's going to be like. I don't even know if I can watch Eurovision in real time yet. You can do it. I have faith in you. I, I trust I, in us and the universe. Okay, trust in us and the universe. Correct. <laughs> One board. <laughs> the new Hey Watch motto. Yeah. Well, oh, man. If you had fun, you should come back next time that we have an episode. I thought you were just going to say pencil is in for next week, and I'm like, this is an ATV. No, I, w I didn't actually have that in my brain, but I also didn't know a way to say the words. 
It's hard. So, it, the words become very difficult. And you know, I haven't even had anything to drink tonight. So this, Ugh, this is just, just me. This is just how my brain works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I give not one single fuck. I have no fucks left to give. I have given them all. <laughs>